From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. guys welcome into a very special dynasty rookie draft edition of the pucks out podcast yeah 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 i'm bobby butler he's brandon bond what's going on fellas hey hey it's uh time to talk something a little bit else than hockey which lately we've been doing a lot in the regular podcast so i'll help you guys dominate your dynasty league this year yeah yeah we uh kind of thought about this i just uh just got through a, a dynasty rookie draft for for one of my leagues i felt like i came out of it pretty good but um wanted to give some some both uh, regular regular dynasty league rankings, top twelve rankings, and then uh, go into a super flex ranking. As the the league makeup is obviously going to be different in a super flex, and who you want to value. So, you want to go ahead and go first with your regular top ten. Yeah. Um, do we just want to do them all at one time, or do you want to? Yeah, we can go. go we can go. Or I'm sorry, regular top twelve. We'll just go regular. You go twelve. I go twelve. So on and so forth. All so. right. So at twelve, I've got rugs. Okay. Uh, wide receiver now with the Raiders. Okay. Uh, you know he's a solid. You know he's solid. There's some receivers that are better than him. I think he'll be better down the road than than immediately right at the start. Okay. Uh, so for my number twelve in regular, I got I got Tua uh, at at number twelve. So regularly, that quarterback position is not going to be as valuable, but getting a potential superstar on your roster, depending on your roster makeup, always a great option. May not be an immediate, yeah. may not fill immediate needs, but again, it's dynasty league, so a dynasty league format. So that is immediate need isn't always your only and foremost thought process. So yeah, I don't even think he made my top fifteen to be honest. With those injuries, he, I mean, I think he's going to get torn up in the NFL. Yeah, but I, f- I feel like when you go into dynasty league, you can't, you can't, you can't miss on a potential superstar yeah. for, for injury purposes, especially in a rookie draft. Well, here's my one and only quarterback in my top. 12 and that's number 11 uh, at number 11 joe burrow quarterback now at cincinnati yeah i mean the man has got superstar written all over him i think he's going to be a force to reckon with give that man some weapons and he knows how to win oh yeah oh yeah i uh as you'll see through my rankings i feel like you definitely have him a little undervalued um but at my number 11 i got justin jefferson going in to an immediate role with the Vikings at receiver, uh, got some some pedigree. Um, I think he's going to be a valuable asset to Kirk Cousin and Kirk Cousins and uh, and Adam Thielen up there. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you completely. That's why I've got him at number ten. Okay, nice call, nice call. Um, so nothing really to add. Anything? Yeah, added? no. Okay. I mean, yeah, you covered. Uh, my number ten, I got Keyshawn Vaughn, Vanderbilt running back, playing for um, playing for Tampa now. I mean, the way they're talking this guy up, they love him. Uh, they think he can be a three-down back. That's a rarity in this league. Bruce Arians hates Ronald Jones. He can't pass block. Ah, just a good opportunity. I mean, we've seen what Brady can do with yeah. a, with a with a skill a skilled running back. And Vaughn is one of those guys that was uh, was undershadowed, in my opinion, by playing for a, a poor Vanderbilt team. And his skill set even showed through when when he was playing behind a uh, a horrendous offensive line, in my opinion. So 
I think he's going to be able to be, provide an immediate uh, immediate need there in Tampa, and that was actually who I was able to get with my my pick one twelve. And now that's a super flex league, but um, obviously a great get to be able to get a potential starting starting running back there in the first round after that that big group went. So yeah, so at number nine, I've got Jalen Rager, wide receiver now at Philadelphia. I think he's going to be a solid pass-catching uh, receiver, which I guess they all have to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of them are not. Some of them yeah. are burners, and that's what they're for. Yeah, so I mean, but no, he, he's going to be solid at Philadelphia. He'll have a decent uh, below-average quarterback thrown to him. He went he went higher than, than I expected in our draft. He went at number at number 10. The guy's a Philly fan. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I just didn't have Jalen Rager – ranked as highly i don't have him in my uh i don't know where i specifically would have him as we only went to 12 but i'm just not high on him for some reason or another i mean a lot of a lot of obviously a lot of opportunity there should jeffrey and and deshaun jackson get hurt but zach Ertz and goddard and miles sanders and, and boston scott there that's it's just so much that you know hopefully he would be able to be able to provide and, and I'd like to see him do well, but I just don't, I just don't feel it personally. Yeah. So my number nine, I actually have Henry Ruggs. I was able to let, he was slid all the way to me to uh, at 203 in our, or my dynasty league. I feel like I'm not, I'm not huge on Ruggs um, as we've talked about through the draft, the draft portion, but the pedigree, the draft pedigree, the them going up and grabbing him. I just feel like nine is a really good spot, and I definitely couldn't have let him pass at fifteenth overall. Yeah. Um. So I think that do I I, I hate this comparison because I mean he's going to go into the league and he's going to be Henry Ruggs. He's not going to be anybody else. But does he have a shot to be a Tyreek Hill style receiver? Yes. Yeah. Do, do I think that that is what we're going to get out of this? No, not necessarily. I don't think that that's, that's going to be the case, but I do. I mean, the skill sets there, the, the compare, the, the comparability is, is there. And it, and I wouldn't say it's impossible for sure. So that's who I have at number nine is, is Henry Ruggs. What do you got at number eight, buddy? A guy you had a little bit earlier, Kayshawn Vaughn, yeah. uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. This is the kind of guy that, Brady's going to love mm-hmm. a guy who can catch those five, 10, you know, post routes can block him, you know, keep, keep him safe. Um, can occasionally take the handoff. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a workhorse for Brady. Agreed. And Agreed. that if Tampa Bay wants a chance at winning the uh, Super Bowl, that's what they need as a workhorse. Uh, I completely agree with that. Number eight, I have Joe Burrow. Uh, we just talked about it a little bit ago. I feel like you were a little low on him. Weapons, uh, weapons galore. Uh, great offensive minded uh, mind. They last year they had had picked. Uh, you know, their offensive line was terrible, but they had an offensive line, first round offensive line pick last year that was hurt and just wasn't able to play. And then we're able to to bolster some team get get T Higgins in there. Uh, I just uh, I liked I liked the the fit for Joe Burrow, and I think he could be a potential. Like you said, a superstar in this league for years to come. Uh, obviously, I'm higher on Trevor Lawrence, but um, but rookies' drafts are what they are. So you got to go for what you can get. He's definitely going to start. He's going to be able to provide an immediate impact uh, on the on the team. So that's why I have Joe Burrow at number eight. All right. So my number seven, another running back. I've got a lot of running backs in my top twelve. This was a running back heavy uh, year. Well, it's just in dynasty league. Yeah. Running backs are going to be. <clears throat> Yeah, going to be more important. 
So I've got Cam Ake, uh I'm sorry, I've got DeAndre Swift uh, in at Detroit now. Another workhorse, mm-hmm. big guy. Uh, gonna, you know, he, he's a stout guy. Gonna be able to work hard in the trenches. And Detroit, you know, they need a little bit of hope, and I think he's that hope that Detroit's been uh, waiting for. I uh, well, I mean, Carryon Johnson being there, everybody is so. But Carryon Johnson came into this league saying he didn't want to be a workhorse running yeah. back. He did, he wanted to be have a have a specific role on a team. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I have him a little higher, uh, probably more for a long term player uh not as necessarily he's going to come in and maybe be able to make as much of an impact as who i have at number seven cam Akers. i have cam Akers at number seven i feel like while the immediate impact that cam Akers is going to potentially be able to provide i think that's going to depend a lot on a guy that they have always loved malcolm brown and and uh Daryl Henderson, or as the fantasy footballers call him, Darnell Anderson. <laughs> you know, uh, so I mean, he's got and uh, he's got some some chance some chances to make a great opportunity uh, out of getting a lot of touches there. But that offensive line is still garbage. Yeah, it's still absolute trash. It's going to be hard to tell if uh, if he's just not cut out for the NFL type of player or it's just he's not cut out to run behind uh, guys like you and me. <laughs> yeah. Um, um so uh so Cam Akers is who I have at 7. What about your number 6? Uh, Cam Akers. Yeah. And pretty much all that you said um I unless unless they bolster that line a little bit. Yeah. I think that he's going to be good for a couple years, but I think he's going to get too beat up. I don't think he's going to do much past his rookie contract. Well, I just but that's, that's why you got to take advantage of him now when uh, he's young and spry. I think that's where it really, depending on what they address. Uh, my my reasoning for seven is is that he's still going to have opportunity there, and great players are going to make a little bit out of opportunity. He may not score you twenty fantasy points a game, but if he scores you a solid ten to twelve a game, with where you're going to be able to get him in the draft. Uh, be a good opportunity and maybe be able to bolster a weaker dynasty lineup pretty immediately. So good call on on number six. My my number six, I have CD lamb. Oh, wow. Uh, Okay. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not high on his landing spot there in Dallas, but talent is going to shine through. They obviously are able to, to utilize their talent, talent and Dak Prescott is able to uh, get people involved in that offense and, and make some things happen. So CD Lamb was was pretty highly touted coming out. Um, I saw the appeal. I didn't obviously, as I said, didn't like the landing spot. But again, when you start getting into these dynasty rankings, you gotta you gotta take you know that may not be the best necessarily fit for now, or you may not be sure how it's gonna work out. But it's it's superstar caliber player that you can't necessarily miss on, except for maybe a few other guys that you may be willing to take over that guy. Yeah. So. All right, so my number five, I've got Jerry Judy. That's who I have at five as well, Jerry Judy. So, yeah, I mean, he's – I think that a lot of people thought thought he was the best uh, wide receiver in the bunch. I don't. I do, personally. I think uh, my guy a little bit is the number one receiver. I think he's going to be great. I don't know if Denver's the best spot for him. I agreed on that. Um, and I think that, a- I think that really my, my top two receivers, it all depended on where they landed. I think that because he landed in Denver, 
Not a great quarterback there. Not a Drew lot of other Locke, weapons. Drew Locke, he played okay football at the end of last yeah, year. Yeah, I, I don't mean, trust John Elway in making a quarter, making a quarterback great. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's not up to him to make him great because he's not well, he, the. He's he, not the it looks like he tries coach. to. I mean, he's he tried. Well, he just he's the drafter. I, I liked a lot of what Drew Locke gave us. I mean, it may not have the immediate volume that you're going to be wanting. But it's one of those talents are going to shine through. He's going to be able to make plays when you look like a lot. You look like a much crazier. I mean, look how great Cortland Sutton looked last year. But because it, he had he had to had to look great because he had a bad quarterback. He wasn't able to just run through and catch the ball and score a touchdown. He had to make a crazy touchdown catch. And I think a lot of that is gonna 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 fall off of of Drew Drew Locke. But with I mean three stout running backs there. I just feel like I'm I'm with you. I mean, Drew Locke could be out next year. The Broncos could have yeah. a horrendous season this year and go and go be able to grab somebody like Trevor Lawrence or something. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the nature of the NFL. So Drew Locke is either going to step into his own or he's not, and that will kind of determine the the yeah. future. But I don't think that I don't think that Jerry Judy should fall any any farther than fifth, in my opinion. So, <clears throat> who do you got number five? Jerry Judy. Oh, as Jerry well. Judy. Okay. Yes, I, okay. I, I, Sorry. Same as you. So at number four, I've got J.K. Dobbins, a running back in Baltimore now. Yeah. That is a team that a running back would love to be on. I yeah. mean, he's going to be running the option, the Wildcat. I mean, uh, crowded backfield right now. Yeah. But I mean, with the biggest I, opportunity, I feel like to. I mean, I think he's. The, the road. I think he'll be the cream that rises to the top. Sure. Well, I mean, with Mark Mark Ingram there, I think it's a great opportunity for him to be able to play a role. I mean, Mark Ingram has played great football these past few years when people have said he's down and out. I mean, it's one of those situations you're going to pay a guy five, six million dollars, run him, run that, run him, especially if he's not running poorly. Uh, J.K. Dobbins has a chance in three years to be to look like the best draft pick from this from this class uh, as far as a dynasty rookie, though. I completely yeah. agree with that. My number four, I have DeAndre Swift. Like I said, I'm a little higher on on him than you. I think that he's gonna gonna fall into this job and and take over as the as the lead back with Carryon Johnson providing role assistance. I think that's what Carryon wants. I think DeAndre Swift has the ability to do so, but with a lot of opportunities for two running back sets. I mean, that's that, looking yeah. across that line. That's not two guys you want to want to look into their eyes, Carryon Johnson and DeAndre Swift, and have to choose who which one of them is going to get the football. Yeah. Um. So I feel like it's we're in a league now where you need two great running backs, and I feel like that was a you know it's a, maybe seems a little silly on the surface, but you're able to that's how i mean that's how you're able to win football games is with not not the same way as you win fantasy football games yeah. find the guy find the guy yeah. that's going to get 30 touches and you're going to win by by default because you got more opportunities to score football teams need guys that can come in and be a gadget player and score a touchdown quick i mean the year that adrian peterson was taken 8 overall everybody said oh well the Vikings don't need a running back. What are they doing? And I mean, look what you yeah. look what you got. You got one of the greatest uh, the greatest football players that we ever saw play the game of football. Yeah. So, um, so that's why I have DeAndre Swift at my uh, my four spot. Who do you have at your three spots? So this is a guy. This is my personal favorite of this group. He falls to me at number three, though. Ceedee Lamb. I think he will be a great player for years to come. I think we might see the what he, he might eventually be seen as one of the best receivers. He, I, I, everything I see from him, 
his tapes. He looks great. Speed, hands, power, everything you need. He can get great separation. And as much as I hate Dallas, great team to be a receiver at right now. Yeah. I mean, you've got the distractions, you know, you got distractions on the other side. Uh, the defense is going to be looking at. I mean, it's well. Uh, while while I absolutely agree <clears throat> agree uh, with your potential player assessment, I just don't think that he's going to be a number four dynasty guy because of all the th- same reasons that you said. He a great great place to be a receiver. Absolutely, no question about it. To win team football games, in my opinion, again that dynasty that dynasty. I mean, Michael Gallup's not a young man. Mari Cooper just signed a really long, really long deal. You just don't, I just don't, I just can't trust the target share that you're going to potentially get for five years out of CeeDee Lamb. I think he'll have the highest target share for the next four or five years. Yeah, I just, uh, I just don't see that, see that as happening. But hey, yeah, is it possible? Yes, absolutely. He has the talent to to make that happen. Uh, But so does, so do Michael Gallup and, uh, and Amari Cooper, in my opinion. Sometimes, like 50% of the time for Amari. Uh, my number three is the guy you had it for, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, like I said, he has a chance in, in two years to be a dominant running back on a run-first football team with not a lot of necessarily high-impact tackles that he's going to have to take by nature of their offense. I mean, they're not big let's – I mean, not that they don't run it up the middle or run it up the gut, but they want to trick you. They want to get it around on the edge. They want to gonna slide Lamar Jackson out to the, to the outside side and, and make something happen. J.K. Dobbins has a, a a tremendous opportunity here and I am really I'm I'm really looking forward to watching his career with interest. Yeah. <laughs> so now moving into the top two, this guy, uh personally I, I my one and two are interchangeable pretty much. But that's Mr. Home Improvement, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Running back in Indianapolis. That he is going That's who I have as well. Yeah. And obviously I, I would imagine I know who you have at, at one, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. Um, I would say that those two, you, absolutely, as you said, could be interchangeable at one and two. I think it's really dependent on what you need. Yeah. If you need a, a running back that's going to be able to come in and provide you provide you some depth and you'll be able to be to count on this guy. I think it's hilarious, no question. I think long term, Jonathan Taylor, if you if you have if you have the ability to withstand a, a little weight to get that get that top tier running back, I think Jonathan Taylor is the uh is the best uh, best opportunity for you there in in my opinion. So yeah. I have Jonathan Taylor too, Clyde Edwards Hilaire at, at at one. Some people look way too far in the future in, in dynasty leagues. And I think that the good barometer is about let look at it about one to three years out. You don't need to be looking much further yeah. than that. And Clyde Clyde Edwards Hilaire could be a per, immediate impact and still provides you two to three years in the future. I think you have to go him. We had a a deal happen um, in our in the the first league, and Jonathan Taylor went he went number six, and the guy at number eight actually traded Brandon Cooks and that pick specific, which turned into DeAndre Swift for Jonathan Taylor. And I think that the Jonathan Taylor, the guy that received Taylor, won that draft. No, won that no question. You know, unless uh, unless was some receiver help was needed. But yeah, that'll wrap up. Our, our final for the regular uh, dynasty 
dynasty draft, just a single quarterback, but moving into the super flex, which is obviously going to be a lot different format. You definitely got to get some, some quarterback depth in there. Um, so it's very similar, but with quarterbacks mixed in, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn is my, is my 12. Uh, we already talked about him. Henry Ruggs is my 11. Cam Akers is my 10. CD Lamb is my nine. Jerry Judy is my eight. DeAndre Swift is my seven. I got six. I got Justin Herbert. That's where he's going to slot in a guy that can come in and immediately, uh, not immediately, but potentially steal that role from Tyrod Taylor, but is definitely looking with, with really high draft capital as a good opportunity to, uh, with a lot of weapons and a lot of guys that, um, that can provide assistance to a rookie quarterback. Uh, Justin Herbert is who I have at six still JK Dobbins at five, Jonathan Taylor at four, uh, Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards Hilaire at number three, uh, there in Kansas city. And then I got two at two and then Joe Burrow at one. Um, super super, uh, super flex is not usually something that you want to want to risk your quarterbacks. Some people don't rank the those top quarterbacks. They may rank Hilaire or Taylor above them, and I can understand that. I mean, get yeah. some deep running back depending on what you need. But, I mean, if you're sitting there, if you're sitting there with Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees as your quarterbacks, that is fine for this year and maybe even next year. But you're, you're, you're getting to the point where those guys are Tire. And in super flex leagues, there's not a lot of quarterbacks like sitting out there on the waiver wire that you can just go grab up and throw in there and play yeah. like there are in regular leagues. So yeah. I didn't do a top 12. Uh, I'm just going to talk about some quarterbacks that I think. Sure. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert or are my clear top two. A lot of people have Tua Tagovailoa, however you pronounce it. Uh, I I just don't like I said earlier. Yeah, I don't trust that those injuries. Uh, I think this is the big boys league. He he's somewhere in there, but I would put Jacob Eason at three. Yeah, you're definitely not going to get any immediate impact with him. No, and, yeah, and and his draft capital was so low that the Colts may go grab another quarterback next year. But That's I think that. But I about think that if there. you've got two solid quarterbacks now, if you're sure, uh, then yeah, get you Jacob e- J- get Jacob Eason. I think in two or three years he might not still be on Indianapolis, but I I think from what I've seen of his tapes, he has the build to go far in this league. And that is something that is important. Um, I think Jake Fromm is a, is a solid feature. Sure. Um, And I, I haven't seen much of Jake Fromm's uh, tape, but uh, from what I have seen, he's solid. Jalen hurts. Like not, I'm kind of on the, on the fence about Jalen. I had to go. I mean, obviously he's going to go immediately into a backup role in this dynasty league. I actually took him with my three Oh three, my third round pick. I had to, I might have, and it's a super flex league and I took over this team. So it didn't have a lot of help as is. I had Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones. Those are my two quarterbacks in a super flex league. So I felt like I to to not go out and spend a third round pick on Jalen hurts. All those other guys were there. Jordan love Jacob Eason. I felt like with Wentz's injury history, I could be drafting a guy that I know was going to originally sit on my bench, but could potentially save my season by hey being able to not have a missing quarterback. Does that yeah. make sense? You know, yeah. sometimes in dynasty, it's more you got to go grab that handcuff in those later rounds. Yeah, then grab a superstar. So now, I'm with you on that. A guy I want to talk about quick: Jordan Love. Yeah. Anybody that watched any of our previous stuff knows that I absolutely despise that pick by the Packers. Mm-hmm. However. I think that because this draft was so bad, there's a possibility that in about two or three years, the Packers could be passing a lot to keep up in games because they'd be getting blown out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be there in two or four years, which means 
Jordan Love is going to have a quantity of Obviously, quality. he's going to the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think Jordan Love could be a suitable uh, oh, sure. yeah, pick uh, to, to stash for now. He went two rounds after me. I mean, again, it's one of those situations where you're talking about the third round pick, you're either getting... Uh, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a chance on Cole Komet, KJ Hamler. I mean, yeah, could they turn out all right? Sure, absolutely. But in a super flex lead, where quarterback is gonna be so needed down the yeah. stretch that it's just, uh, it's just hard not to not to pass on even these backup quarterbacks. And I mean, because what could happen is could have a terrible year because I have no quarterbacks end up at the top of the top of the draft and having to take Trevor Lawrence or somebody next year to make up for not being able to get a quarterback early this year. I could have potentially. Uh, I had the uh, number three pick. Traded that for pick 112, 212, and, um, and I got uh, O.J. Howard. So I traded my 1-3 and Irv Smith for one, 112, 212, and O.J. Howard. I turned that into to Keyshawn Vaughn, Darrington Evans, the uh, third-round running back that went to the Titans, that that kid from App State, who's going to walk into a great pass-catching role almost immediately with Deion Lewis gone. And then uh, and then Henry Ruggs fell to me at 203, which I, which I already had, and able to get Jalen Hurts, and then made made a little move and, and traded my, my fourth-round pick. So overall, happy with the draft. Uh, Could have had Edward Tolaire early on. Would have been nice, but I feel like I'm I'm much happier with the two running back pieces I got instead of that one single running back piece yeah. for Justin Herbert. So love it, man. You know how much yeah. I love uh, love fantasy football and fantasy sports. So I'm glad we did this. Yeah. Let's talk some just some regular dynasty. Maybe we'll move into some some regular keeper soon. Yeah. Um, All right, guys. This has been uh, the fantasy football edition of the Pucks Out podcast. Uh, catch us on YouTube. Uh, see you later. Peace, peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.